All right, everybody, I'm back after that obvious debacle that was last time because I wasn't here. So hey, it's time no. for the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for the Concast episode 16. And oh, that's right. that makes me feel old. So yeah, Josh is back. I've got Laz, Tittles, and DP with me. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I was talking to Laz earlier. I think this one could end up being uh, another one of those shortish ones because uh, we've got a pretty um, solid topic lined up, and it's not quite as all-encompassing as some of the other things we've taken on. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll catch that um, attention deficit audience this time around. It'll be good. Yay. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's get some optimism. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have uh, great optimism that there is a pretty good crossover between folks that feel like they have attention deficit disorder of some sort and Final Fantasy fans. Yeah, if I ever see if I see a video or a recording that is over nineteen minutes, I just skip it. Like not even <laughs> nineteen minutes. Mm-hmm. That that is a real podcast goal right there. It's bite size. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know so we can get closer to 19 minutes. Let's uh, jump right in. Um, DP, what are you playing right now? Well, I beat Bastion. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, thought about doing a new game plus. Didn't really get into it. Um, so I just tinkered around a little bit with one of the games that uh, <laughs> one of my roommates brought back with him over break, and that was uh, Crazy Taxi. Oh! Uh, <laughs> an for the one, but a classic. Which system? Uh, I think this one's GameCube, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was originally for Dreamcast, right? Yes, it yeah, had a. Yeah. Yes. I think it was on GameCube, and it might have also had a PS2 remake. I don't really yeah, remember. Yeah, but you know, Cra- Crazy Taxi is a blast. Yeah, so much fun, and you know, I've played these levels so many times, but it's still hugely entertaining. <laughs> have I ever mentioned in the Concast that I actually have a Dreamcast now? You do. Really? Yeah, I found a Dreamcast at uh, my. You know, I live in a small town, so we don't have trash pickup or anything like that. We have to actually take our trash to a central location. And uh, we have this shed where people can drop off things that might have use to somebody else. And somebody actually dropped off a Dreamcast. Uh, whether mine works or not, I don't know. And if it, if it doesn't work, I kind of have the urge to try to shove a PC into it in some way. But I'm not real good at that kind of thing, so it probably won't work anyway. Um, so yeah, my digression about Dreamcast notwithstanding. Uh, what are you up to, Lies? Um, well, I'm in the middle of playing a couple games, and because we're recording this, uh, uh, I guess, uh, alright, we're recording this a day before Halloween, but the the listeners will get it a few days after Halloween. I am playing Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. <laughs> uh, I like Red Dead Redemption, but I never bothered playing the zombies because I thought, eh, zombie add-on, whatever. You know, I still haven't opened my copy of Red Dead Redemption. I've had it for going on I, two years. I played Red Dead Redemption for the famous. first time last year, and I really, really enjoyed it. It is probably yeah. my favorite or second favorite open world game I've ever played. I'm gonna probably going to play this um, during Halloween tomorrow uh, before I go to a Halloween party and ha- and get accosted by kids at my door at, at asking for candy. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's it's good. Um, there's there's some really weird surreal moments in it. Like it, it's not just zombies. There's um, a number of supernatural things in it. There's a there's this one. There, there's chupacabras in the Mexican countryside attacking <laughs> you. And in <laughs> and this, oh god, there, um, I, I was weirdly I, I was put into emotional into an emotional place I was not expecting. I am I'm going through the northern part of the map, the sort of northeast area that gets a little bit. 
sort of woodsy yeah. and snowy. And yeah. I ran into a Yeti, and the Yeti was was, ble- was injured or bleeding or something, and it, and it was and it sat there like heaving, huffing and puffing, and begging me to kill it because it was the last of its kind and didn't want to live anymore. Whoa. And I just sat there like, what? That this is, is what, what am I? What am I playing? Um, it it begins with a zombie outbreak and uh, John Marston having to like, um, like fa- face the decision of shooting his family in the head or not. And then eventually you're sh- you're hunting chupacabras and contemplating the mortality of the last yeti on Earth. <laughs> and <Jeez. laughs> so art imitates life because I-, I find myself doing that a lot. Right. It's <laughs> well, I mean, minor spoiler, but having played as Jack Marston, if I got to be John Marston again, I would shoot him in the head. He was yeah. annoying, as I recall it from reading a little bit about it. From what happens, it occurs in a timeline that cannot possibly cross over with the original. Sure, okay. <laughs> various things have, having happened and not happened that can't possibly exist in that. Sounds so, right, but I'm, I, I've only been playing it for three or four hours, and I will enjoy playing it for another three or four hours. I should, I've, I should give it a go, really, because I really, I, likewise, I really enjoyed Red Dead Redemption, and um, I'm kind of going on an open-world binge this year, I guess, something like Far Cry. <laughs> Uh, before Red Dead and then a load of Saints. You don't say so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'll try and get onto some more linear story-based text <laughs> RPGs for you soon. Don't I was normally... so surprised that you, uh, you were interested in playing open-world games. But yeah, Tittles, uh, I think, uh, you know, if you did want to pick up that expansion, because I know you're not playing anything right now, uh, yeah. Halloween time is the right time to do it. So, Tittles, what are you playing now? Nothing. <laughs> Me too. I don't even really know what a video game is anymore. We should play more Saints Row 3. We should play more Saints Row 3. Uh, what am I doing tomorrow? Oh, no, tomorrow tomorrow I have to take that. Yes, hello, Kalen. I Hi, Kalen. take that thing out for trick-or-treating tomorrow, so I probably can't <laughs> play tomorrow. So, yeah, um, our topic bad. today, uh, now that we've all gone through that rigmarole, um, after some debate, I believe we came down on the... Uh, topic of a Final Fantasy 7 remake and mm. when I first pitched this topic a long time ago I made so uh, what so what I thought was a very clever Mean Girls reference It was so clever that nobody remembered the thing you were referencing and couldn't understand what the topic was supposed to be Well I clarified it later Yeah, and with that reference it was much more obvious and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah Well let's just put it this well, way in, The best reference in this scenario, that take a paragraph to explain afterwards <laughs> yes. In this scenario I'm Regina, Tittles is Gretchen Wait Yeah, let, let's go with that Messing it up well, I know I what, what a, no now I'm now I'm just imagining Tittles as Lacey Chabert and that's interesting. <laughs> well, so <laughs> yikes! Is is, is, Nobody yikes! Wants that. Nobody wants that. We're gonna have to cut this Stop. out of here too. Stop trying to make the Final Fantasy VII remake happen, Gretchen. It's not going to happen. Oh, you're talking about Fetch, right? I got it now. Yes, there. Uh, see, yep. the reference is very see, clear. That one is. <laughs> But no, seriously, I I think uh, you know this is something that's come up, God knows how many times, uh, probably from the PS2 era on, and nobody seems to be learning their lesson from it. I, so I think it really got us. started with that stupid tech demo of the PS3 from yeah. From what, when, when was that? Seven, eight years ago? Oh, it had to have been. Um, for anybody who was not aware of this, uh, well, 
Actually, uh, does somebody else want to talk about where that originated while I actually look up the date for it? Because I'm sure I have it in con news. Sure, oh, well, I will. it was... I will. I'll, I'll, I'll interject <laughs> first with the funny story that I remember that they actually did an FF8 tech demo for the PS2, and people were just like, yeah, nobody wants that. Wow, I don't even remember that, so I <laughs> yeah, guess I don't that really that goes either. to your point. They, did, they, they just basically did the, the scene with Squall and Minerva dancing in um, kind of higher def, I believe, and actually, you know, real-time rendered rather than a cutscene. And nobody cared. <laughs> wow, yeah, that sounds about right. Now tell well, us about yeah, what everybody I just, did I just looked it up on YouTube and it's... Jeez, yeah, I'd yeah. never even heard of this. Yeah, there was a PS3 tech demo early in the PS3's light, lifetime bleh, where the, uh, Square Enix, during Square Enix's presentation, they showed a recreated PS3 version of the opening scene of FF7 where they, you know, they, uh, they zoom in on the scene of Midgar and you and uh, it ends with a train coming into station, and the Cloud and Barrett and the members of Avalanche like uh, leaping out of the train and beating up some soldiers. It was perhaps two minutes or three minutes, and when that when that trailer came out, which and it was only a demo of Square Enix's PS3 technology, it was a demo of their engine that I think uh, eventually became the basis for Final Fantasy Thirteen. People went nuts and they were and then if i don't know if there was much of a clamor before for an ff7 remake but if there was it intensified after that demo and i i don't if anything i was i was part of the throng with that i saw that demo when do we have a year yet josh uh no i actually couldn't oh, find okay, it okay well <laughs> but whatever i remember i remember seeing that and and thinking oh sweet there's going to be an ff7 remake on ps3 and i didn't even have a ps3 yet and that made me want to get one but uh, there's been nothing of it since, to the chagrin of some and not to the chagrin of others, tittles. So, <laughs> but, I mean, every so often, whenever, you know, Square Enix makes an announcement... Was it 2006? Maybe? Yeah, uh, 2006 was the date I found as well. Okay, all right, so 2006, that's around when yeah. I... Seven years, uh, pretty much what you guessed. But... So, yeah, people... Which was, and that was right along when they were introducing... That's when they first showed uh, Final Fantasy thirteen and Versus thirteen as well. Okay, so. that that all sounds right. I I don't exactly remember everything they said in that press conference, but yeah. So every so often, whenever Square Enix brings up something, and in, invariably someone will be like, "Hey, how about a Final Fantasy VII remake? Come on, guys! It would be like printing money." So yeah, and you know, here we are. Uh, you talking about that official one actually made me think back. Uh, there was even uh, a fan made one that uh, did a little bit of like stuff where they um, created that first scene in Unreal Engine. Oh, that probably looked all right. Does anybody, does anybody else remember I, that? I remember that, yeah. I, I want to say it was Unreal Engine 2000... Which was the one that powered 2004 titles? Was it called 2003 or 2004? Uh, it was UE2. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a UE2 um, like Final Fantasy fan tech game demo thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, that yeah. was even less official, but it, it kind of had the same effect. A lot of stuff came out of UE2 after they kind of, they made it sort of semi-open source in the end once UE3 was a lot more kind of out there. Yeah. And that was the uh, thing. But yeah, I, to your point, Littles, uh, Littles. Littles. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Laz and Tittles. Oh, well, you, know, was, a, okay. you know there's a supermarket called Little here, known to be a particularly <laughs> cheap, <Yep>. nasty supermarket. <laughs> Just Perfect. like you. Uh, <laughs> I'm yes. a cheap, nasty supermarket. 
That aside. No, well, no. When we combine, I'm the cheap and he's the nasty, and together, we're, together we're cheap and nasty. I like it. That that is that is a fantastic buddy cop premise. Um, but really, you know, call that seven years ago. The uh, the UE2 one was probably even before that because obviously no fan with half a brain would have made like a UE2 demo after seeing this P- PS3. Tech you could you could call oh, the buddy right. cop movie Freaky Forty Eight Hours. Oh God! Perfect. Well, I, have to, I have to correct you on the on the, the PS3 date. Actually, I just found a Gamespot article from July 2005, which talked about wow. having already uh, been out there. It was apparently shown on the floor of the Square Enix Party 2005. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't even in E3, but it was okay eight well, years ago. That's how long people well, have been whining. About okay, it. that that actually is an interesting thing, though. If they had wanted people to actually make the assumptions that people started to make after seeing this, it would have been at E3, or it would have been at TGS, or it would have been at Gamescom. It was it, at E3 as well, apparently. I think oh, they showed it well, then later at damn E3. It. <laughs> I think they showed it later at E3, but I mean, I think Josh's point still stands I, that. Yeah, they I mean, maybe they showed first. it at E3, you know, because of all the attention that it got, and they didn't think they could get away without showing. I, I guess, you know, that point is. Yeah, maybe still valid, maybe not, whatever. I mean, to this day, people still, like, uh, I, I remember when people uh, first got news about the, like, uh, what am I, like, like, let's say the recent FF6 coming to iOS. You know there are people out there saying, well, this isn't the remake I want, how about that PS3 FF7? Like, that You will still see that, and it's terrible. And they're, <laughs> and they're saying it about the FF6 one. I God knows the... Uh, you know, just utter shock that people had when they did FF five first, yeah. or or when they did Final Fantasy four for the DS, or Final Fantasy three for the DS. <laughs> you know, every yeah. every one of these games that they've released uh, that was not a brand new game in the series has been met with that response. <laughs> oh well, this is okay, but what about a Final Fantasy seven remake? I would love it if they basically treated it like kind of. We treat FF8 coverage. It's just like we are never doing that. They'll do an FF8 remake before they do a seven remake. They, they, they never like, outright. The hell is they like, about technology anymore? They'll never really outright deny it, though. They're like, "Oh no, we're not working on that at this time." Uh, it's, yeah, um, and, it, say and it's all funny when it's Final Fantasy VII. But when Valve keeps saying that about Half Life Three, I want to strangle puppies. <laughs> Wait, now I know how one of those idiot fanboys. Oh man. But I think the point we're missing with FF7 is that there's been an FF7 remake. And when I say remake, I mean fairly low-quality re-release on, <laughs> on Steam and PC platforms. And you've got, a, you've got a feel for the people who are kind of hearing about things and say, oh, I wonder what they've done with it. You know, because people are on a lot of good mods for the PC version. You can have like the battle models on the field. You can have enhanced graphics and resolutions. And, oh, wow, I wonder what they're going to have done with it, how they're going to have extended it. And they didn't even replace the MIDI music. It doesn't work anymore because he can't well, use yeah. the sound. In fairness, they either did uh, either steal wholesale or re-engineer or ask permission to pretty much use some of those mods so it would actually run on a yeah, modern was machine. <laughs> so, wasn't it? it was... Yeah, they they put in like three bug fixes. Um, there was you know the chocobo racing issue that came up uh, when windows xp came out and uh there are a couple others that they had to fix in order to even do you know even this low effort re-release for pc and it is low effort let's be very clear about that and as i recall i don't know if this is true also for the steam version but i seem to recall that the one that squeenix distributed themselves uh digitally 
was so much like an emulated copy that it even went to the trouble of, you know, putting borders around it so it could keep the original aspect ratio, despite the fact that all monitors are widescreen now. Yeah, I'm sure they haven't made it widescreen. That would yeah. that would be far too much work. I seem to remember that, yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty funny. And <laughs> Yeah, again, you know, if this were Valve doing that, I'm pretty sure everybody would just assume that it was a release specifically to troll the fans. Well, they did... But in this case, it's like Squeenix's best effort. Here you go, guys! They, they did social media integration stuff of some kind, didn't they? I'm thinking of something else. They did cloud saves. Yeah. For a start. I'm just imagining <laughs> yeah, this and... kind of social media integration where instead of a border, they've just put the, the game screen on the right and just a big Facebook thing on the left. <laughs> I like this game. Post this scene. <laughs> well, don't forget also, on top of all that, they did release a Steam version eventually. Yeah. But for a while, the only version that they did re release for this was um, one that you could only get through their own yeah. digital download yeah. source. And um, it had its own, like, buddy list system, so you could see which of your, like, zero friends were also playing the Squeenix download edition. Oh, all zero of my friends are on this. Yeah, and it had its own um, bespoke achievement system. So even if you played this, like, first Squeenix release and then got the Steam release, the achievements wouldn't even translate over. Yeah. It's like, they, it's could they place. have done, like, a lower effort job of putting this out? I mean, I think the fact See, no, that nobody it, has really talked about this, I mean, illustrates the fact that it's not just that, you know, we, we've got a lot of clamor for a Final Fantasy VII remake, but it really is. It's it's not about a, about a, a remake so much. It's about, it's a, it's a very particular remake that is desired. And it might be that that remake is an absolute fant like, it, never will the remake, whatever it is, satisfy these wishes. But I think that's the reason why, you know, people aren't, thrilled to hear a Final Fantasy VI remake. I mean, even among us fans of Final Fantasy VI, you know, the people at Camps of Narsh would be big on this sort of thing. The news of the remake wasn't huge for most people. I mean, it's... Yeah, we didn't even post about it. You watch your mouth. I was like 24 <laughs> hours late. Okay. But, but, but you know what? I mean, there's... It's like the remake hasn't been significant enough for even for people to be even even active about not liking it. Yeah, no, I I take your point on that. It's I I think you know part of that is just it was kind of a foregone conclusion that it was going to happen sooner or later, and that it was going to happen on a mobile platform, um, which kind of goes back to what we talked about a few weeks ago in the Concast. So no need to rehash that here. If you want us to rehash it, then just go download the old podcast, you lazy SOBs. Um, but you've hit the nail on the head, uh, I think, with the fact that I think they must. For all the daft things they do seem to think, they must realize that they can't actually please anybody with an FF7 remake because yeah. the, the hype for it is so large and you can guarantee that any single person who really wants it actually wants something different out of it. Yeah. For every person who wants them to make changes to the gameplay, there will be another person who will be absolutely offended if they make a single change to gameplay. And for every person who wants, uh, you know, upgraded fully 3D environments, there will be another person who will be upset if uh, you have to turn the controller a slightly different way to get around a certain situation, or a boss is <laughs> yeah. slightly harder or easier. Um, or if they start, a bunch of people want them to look like the Advent Children characters, and a bunch of people will think that's absolute sacrilege. You know, there's just no end to the number of things that every person will find to be wrong with it. It's just this kind of... FF7 is this kind of 
holy grail of Square really having a big time mainstream release that you know everybody allegedly thinks is brilliant and to try and kind of hit that again I mean you can see it with the, the kind of compilation of FF7 if you like I mean yeah there was stuff that people kind of generally liked, like Crisis Core but you know a lot of that is generally considered to have missed the mark and you know they've got to look at that and be saying we're going to do the same thing with the remake we're going to miss as much as we hit at best yeah it, it really is a sort of um I mean, you're walking right into an ambush if you do that. And I don't think that's necessarily different from what the case would be if they decided they were going to do a full-scale, full-console, full-3D remake of Final Fantasy VI. I think the only difference is that because there are so many um, more people who have played Final Fantasy VII, that just by sheer numbers, there are more people that will be annoyed. Well, this is <laughs> the thing. I mean, six six is, is, six is just kind of... It's, it's old enough now to be a, a kind of a niche thing and it was never because it was kind of early on seen on a different platform and the fact it didn't really come out uh, in Europe for instance, it didn't hit the same kind of market penetration that yeah. Seven did as a global phenomenon and with the age of it being that little bit further away and with it not being the real flagship one they have got that uh, kind of slightly more uh, opportunity to put it out there again without Causing so much offense. I mean, yeah, but people who are still, yeah. yeah, people who are still really big fans of six, you know, are, are going to find things they don't like. And the more they were fans of the original, the more they're going to hate stuff that changed. I would imagine that you, you know, the, the people who still really play it and replay it and dig into it. Uh, maybe that's yeah, true. I, maybe that's not. I, I think uh, you know that brings up you know something interesting. Just. Uh, in terms of Final Fantasy VI, we had the SNES version for so many years, um, nearly a decade, actually maybe even a little bit more than a decade, before the uh, GBA re-release came out. Yeah. And as much as people like to jump on the bandwagon of hating on Ted Woolsey <laughs> when um, you know the SNES version was out there, especially as you know a few years down the road from the SNES version, uh, I think that there were plenty of people that hated the new translation when it came out with the GBA. Yeah. And, you know, people that preferred, say, the unofficial Skyrender translation, people that preferred SNES, people that hated SNES but still hated GBA, there, there yeah. was a lot of all of that stuff. Uh, to be uh, fair, um, but that's... We're, in, we're in touch with a specific subset of a community of fans that holds that original translation with a lot of nostalgia and esteem. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know how common the opinion was that Oh, this new translation's terrible. I think that uh, because we're you know attached to retro FF6 fans, it seemed a little bit louder to us. Sure. Well, I'm, I, I'm not saying I, that it's even common. I I, 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 I played I, that game, uh, the advanced version of FF6, earlier this year, and I thought the translation was quite nice. But I understand. But you know, people wanted exactly as the exact same experience they had as their as a child. But now you're sorry, you're ten years older and you're more jaded. This, well, that's, that's the exact this, point. This last. goes back to the thing we were saying about it being kind of longer ago. I mean, for, for people who kind of enjoyed it as a child but haven't replayed it all that much in the meantime, you know, this, you're not going to be quite as attached to the exact mechanics of the translation as you would have been, or that you might be with FF7, although that was a god awful translation. If they improved that, they'd be doing everyone a service. You could never argue they should keep that exactly the same, <laughs> but I'm sure some people would. Um, well, that's the... Yeah, I had another thing I was going to say, and I forgot. 
Whatever. Well, uh, <laughs> Tittles, I, I was going to say that, you know, before I digressed us into Final Fantasy VI a little bit more, yeah. um, and I did do that, I apologize, <laughs> uh, what, I want, what I wanted to say about that was, uh, you know, you kind of lead into an interesting idea, which is what has Squeenix himself kind of said about a Final Fantasy VII remake over the years. And uh, I pulled up a... Uh, right. Oh, right, you mentioned this to us earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I pulled up a um, few con news posts from over the years where we talk about what actual Squeenix personnel were saying. And, um, you know, even just scratching the surface, there may be more of it that we've talked about over time, but going back to 2008, uh, Yoshinori Katazi, who was the director of the original Final Fantasy VII release, um, said, you know, we're not doing this. We wouldn't even look at doing this unless we could bring back the core of all the people that worked on it before. Some of those people, even by 2008, had moved on to other companies. Um, Some that remained were working on Final Fantasy XIII at the time. So... Even back then, you know, they had kind of started to react to the uh, pressure that was coming in from fans and said, look, you know, this isn't happening. Mm. Here are some things we'd want to see to make it happen, and those things are probably not possible. You can read between the lines on a statement like that and say, you know, we're not taking this very seriously. It's interesting that it kind of, that particular comment of wanting to get the original team back working on it is... It's interesting because it's a it's a thing you generally find with remakes is that very very rarely are any of the original people involved in more than a kind of um, overseer role. Yeah. Especially when you talk it's about mobile ports and and you know modern kind of download type re-releases. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's it's very hard to do. But it also it shows to me a kind of kind of what I was thinking about FF7 within Square, it shows this kind of big reverence for, for it as a product, that like we wouldn't dare bring in a load of people we don't trust with our lives to handle this. True. And it True. seems kind of naive in a way to, to think you have to have that original team to make anything as good. And, you know, to me it's another sign of maybe they're, uh, where they're kind of they're not quite aiming the way they should be in the sense that they, they keep looking at this this great thing in the past and this great kind of icon of their success and they keep <laughs> I, kind of well, looking they to that also... other than trying I, to I, I hold on. that remark that they said of we want the original team back on this I I would not <clears throat> believe that for a second I think that is 100% something to maybe like make fans feel a little bit happy like oh oh they want the original team oh that's cool I guess we should better like, oh, yeah, do yeah. That. No, it's, it's, it's complete BS yeah, as a total sop to the fans, but it will uh, make it sound like uh, we're not doing this because we'd want it to be good for you, you know. But it, it does fit in with with what they've said before as well. Of kind of um, what was the other quote we've heard is that we wouldn't do it uh, until we can make something better than it. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that is another direct quote from uh, the team. Uh, that one actually came from Wada. Uh, who he's not actually the Squeenix CEO anymore, is he? Didn't he recently? <laughs> we just have to um, wait until as a CEO yeah, who's, a... who's you know just desperate enough for the cash. That was maybe, <laughs> yeah. That was maybe half a year ago. He he's. Uh, uh, it was it was actually last June um, that Wada said that. Uh, he said that's about half he, a year ago. Uh, what? Nothing. No, I mean June 2012. Damn. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that long ago, uh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, this was this was summer of 2012 that uh, this was said. Um, yeah, and 
he pretty much said, look, when we make a Final Fantasy game that more people consider to be the best in the series than Final Fantasy VII, then we'll look at remaking Final Fantasy VII. Which also says, you know, another couple things. It, it says partially that even we kind of consider Final Fantasy VII to be the high watermark and we haven't hit it yet. Yeah. And it also kind of says that, uh, you know, don't get your hopes too up because until we get everybody on board with something that may be completely impossible, we just don't care. I just think that's a silly... Com- yeah, I mean, to, to just say straight up that, yes, Final Fantasy VII is definitively better, objectively, than anything else we've done. That just sounds well, really dumb to me. I mean, I, there's I, a lot of people who will say Final Fantasy VII is their favorite game, but I don't think <laughs> no, anyone who says a game is their favorite says, yeah, it's because it's objectively a better product. Oh, no, no. Way to turn this into an FF10 conversation, DP. (laughs) There there are way too many people that say exactly that. Uh, We're we're insulated from a lot of them being at con because, you know, that's kind of our, that's kind of our milieu. But, you know, if you go out to some of the, you know, the less, uh, the pensive, I guess, the less pensive areas of the internet. Or visited areas of the internet. No, that would be us. Uh, Oh, you said more visited. Okay, yeah, you're right. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people, and, you know, I wouldn't give their opinion any weight, personally, but there's a lot of people that express that exact opinion, that, no, Final Fantasy VII is the objectively best. No, Final Fantasy VI is objectively the best. No, Final Fantasy X. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I still think that comment is also BS. He's just he's just trying to deflect, like, like yeah. deflect um, fan, you know, thoughts away from that, because it wasn't yeah. something they were doing. It's the problem. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I mean, one thing that we've mentioned, but I, I mean, I consider almost writing on the wall, is that why did it take them this long to get the Final Fantasy VII PC version on the internet when they could have had it years ago? I think the I, problem I think... they've got with FF7, and probably the reason they, they waited so long on it, is that, uh, I mean, it was kind of released on PSN. Uh, quite a while ago. Thank I you. And the, the, that, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the trouble with, the, with releasing it on the PC is obviously PSN, you can re- basically re release the PS1 version. Job done. Um, with the PC, having to re release the original PC version, I mean, everybody knows they did kind of a bad job of it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, I wonder how readily they've been able to, to fix it or whether, you know, something happened with their technical ability or the, the fact that. Or the availability to so- of someone to kind of you know do the porting work and whatever cloud save bollocks they tied into it and all this business, <laughs> it, you know it, it, if they just they, it's not like PSM where they could just take something and throw it out again. They had to do work on it, and that may not have been easy. Even though there have been fan hacks out there that do kind of the same thing. Interestingly enough, if you browse through Steam databases, I seem to remember there's an entry for Final Fantasy VIII as well. There was an FF7 entry <laughs> yes. a long, long time before FF7 uh, was, um, you know, stated, yeah. slated for release. And there's been an FF8 entry on there for kind of the same amount of time, I believe, in the, uh, you know, hidden away in the files. So that's interesting. Yeah. Now, I, I will say, you know, I think it's kind of the same uh, track that we've been on, but uh, just this past month, uh, we talked about the Final Fantasy VI remake for uh, mobile devices a few minutes ago. But as they were announcing that, um, we, ev- or we, I, I say we because obviously Squeenix are paying me. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, but when they were talking about releasing Final Fantasy VI, um, you know, they said, hey, if this works out well, maybe someday we can do something similar with Final Fantasy VII. And yeah. that kind of stoked the fire again. And mm-hmm. that was just a couple weeks ago. But just like we've been saying here for the last few minutes, that seems so obviously just a way to try to placate people mm-hmm. that it doesn't, you know... And again, that kind of speaks again to a few minutes ago when we were talking about, hey, there's no way to really remake this. It's going to make everybody happy. Yeah. Because these legacy projects that they're talking about are all being released for iOS and Android. How do you think people are really going to handle it if they finally remake Final Fantasy VII <laughs> and you have to have an iPad? To they'll play? buy it. How's that going to go? They'll over? still buy yeah. it. Well, that's a, yeah. That's... They'll buy it and they will complain the whole way, and Squeenix will giggle on the way to the bank. Yep. And the the remake will probably be identical to what's on PS. <laughs> exactly. Another interesting you can't, you can't point. Really improve much with it either. So again, I don't think it's what people are looking for. And, and sorry, Tittles, but just to sneak this in here, um, there was indeed a comment made by someone in Square Enix, Takashi Tokita, um, who said that uh, yeah, don't don't expect this anytime in the any time near. <laughs> so once again, they have pretty swiftly spoken against any, um, any conclusions about Final Fantasy VII coming out for anything. So the point you make there about the, um, about there not being much improvement, I think that's quite key to it because if you look at, um, you look at Final Fantasy VI and that, that was kind of a graphical leap above four and five in a way but at the same time those kind of old sprite based games you can just kind of wipe the slate clean and make a 3d version with fairly limited 3d capabilities uh and make it you know fairly super deformed or whatever you want to do simple almost kind of ff7 field like graphics and say it's a step up you can't really do that with ff7 because you've got to deal with the fact that you have to deal with that kind of thing we mentioned the other week of how disparate it is in you've got these kind of cutesy field models, you've got them against a more realistic backdrop, you've then got the fact that cutscenes look different and the battle scenes look different, and certainly the cutscenes and the battle scenes are, are well above anything you'd be able to probably well, you probably could render them real time on current hardware, but again, to upgrade them, you know, if you did what you're doing with the with the mobile ports of the sprite games, it wouldn't really be an upgrade to what FF7 was, or not, not the kind of one people would expect of a remake of a game like that. FF7 well, people would still expect a kind of full-blown console modern thingy doodah. Yeah, that was that was actually going to be uh, you know something I brought up very quickly, and you've led into it very nicely. Um, for each of you guys, you know. What do you think the bare minimum is that they could do in a remake that would you know, placate the fan? Base? They're never going to placate think, the fan base. Well, no, I I know, but you know, you you kind of have to, and this is the way that they would so, have to oh, look at it. They they kind of have to do the greatest yeah. good for the greatest number. Yeah. Well, yeah. To so, me, so, so what's the reasonable I, me, me, uh, the reasonable yeah. minimum? Yes. Yeah, I'll I'll lead to you know try to show you guys where I'm coming from on this in case you know I'm not being clear enough. But for me, I think with Final Fantasy 15 on the horizon, you have to do a game like Final Fantasy 7 that at a bare minimum has the same level of visual impressiveness that Final Fantasy 13 has. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's probably the reasonable um... first base, really. I think I think that's the yeah. the first thing that 
they they have to do. And I think until you have a remake on that scale, um, you would only have the kind of reaction you get from this Final Fantasy VI for Android. Like, oh, cool, but I'm not going to pay attention to this again. I'll maybe buy it, but I'm not going to talk about it. Interesting that kind of side effect that comes out of making it the same level as uh, as uh, thirteen is the fact that you're pretty much going to have to have it fully voice acted, and mm-hmm. that yeah. is which is something else that's going to make everybody very angry. You have a game like FF10 where you've sort of you've only ever had them with the voices. You always know that this is the character and this is their voice. Then it, it's kind of more forgiving in a way. Yeah. Um, if you've had something where you've only ever read the text, then like it or not, you've some imagining in your head somewhere of what that character would sound like. When yeah. they don't sound like that, <laughs> then there's trouble. Yeah. yeah. I think... <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that I think that this problem would not be as much of an issue today as it was then. I think that with the other different Final Fantasy VII compendium things that came out after Advent Children, the frustration died down, I think, quite a bit um, yeah. to the point where you didn't hear all that much about it except for a few you know, obnoxious people. And I think that, especially because there's so much more distance, I mean, that, it's been, the, you know, what was it? it? That came out in 05. So it's been twice as long now uh, between now and Final Fantasy VII as what it was from Advent Children and Final Fantasy VII. I think the distance you can argue also they've helps. Kind of, they've kind of established now You've kind of got over the, the hump of it, if you like. They've established yeah. what those characters sound like, whether you like it or not. And basically, uh, if you're any kind of FF7 fan, you've probably seen Advent Children, and you've probably played, played some of the spin-off stuff around the compilation. And you're probably going to have learned to accept by now that that's how these characters are going to sound. Provided, of course, they could actually get the same voice acts again, which... It might make it interesting uh, if it, it goes, goes completely different. They, they, people aren't going to care about changing voice actors. If, and I think there's a difference between... It's not going to matter. Between, yeah, I think the difference that Laz is getting to is that there's there's something that can kind of peeve you and you can still enjoy the experience. And yeah. then there's something that ruins the entire thing. I, I think we're at a point now where there are changes like this that happen all the time. We've seen a lot of games. You know, voice acting is the standard now. It's not just sort of a you know fairly recent development in RPGs anymore. I think we're at the point now where the average person playing this is going to be able to look past the fact that you know Barrett doesn't sound as I had imagined. Well, basically, any voice actor other than Mr. T is never going to be. <laughs> but look, I think, I'm, I'm uh, not. I, I don't think that voice actors are irreplaceable. If I'm, in, in terms of the voice acting, I just want to point out that um, Billy West and John DiMaggio and Frank Welker have had some time open up recently. But uh, not not to digress uh, any further. I I, th- I think we really only have one big thing that we uh, need to hit here as we wrap up, and it's a pretty simple question that I'm going to pose to all of you in turn. Should they do it? Damn it. And when and why? All right, who's going first? I think they should. I don't think they should do it yet. Uh, I think they should do it when they've given up all hope of uh, surpassing it and they want to make some money. And I think... um, So we should know by the end of 2014. Well, the funny (laughs) thing is when they make that statement of um, uh, we're only going to do it when... uh, 
more people think another game is a better game, basically. Uh, basically, it's not going to be in any of our lifetimes. They're going to have to wait for everyone to have forgotten about the original and only remember some of their newer stuff. But I think that I, I, I've realized the thing I think that will make it okay and that will make it work is that they have to be actually slightly tongue-in-cheek about it. They have to actually be slightly self-referential. Uh, I was thinking so, about you know, they voice still have... I think they should just change voice actor in the middle for someone. Just not acknowledge it, or slightly acknowledge it. <laughs> and I think the voice actor for Cloud should actually say, off course, instead of of course now and again. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, just absolutely. actually make a joke about it. I love that idea. You know, you can still equip your uh, tup of fring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys can still is be sick yeah. and are be sick. Make it totally absurd and out there, but just throw in a few little sly references to how long people have been waiting for this thing, how it's yeah. probably slightly different from what people want. <laughs> yeah. I think they should do it. I think they should wait at least four or five years so they have uh, until after they've already released a couple games for the new consoles. And I think they should announce it less than a year before it comes out. That's an yeah. interesting point. I hadn't thought about yeah. when they would actually... They're one of these companies that's like they love the announcements more than the actual products, don't they? They make announcements <laughs> of announcements and all this sort of thing. But you're right. You know, yeah, Apple, well, I... I think, is a company that, that has often done this really well. And you'll often hear about, uh, there's a new iPhone and it's coming out in like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, you you know their stuff is coming because they're on such a you know consistent yeah, schedule. Yeah, this is this is one but aspect. You also where know they that sh- when they yeah. show it, you can go buy. This it. is one thing Apple does that they should mimic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but with Final Fantasy VII, the thing is you you don't need to generate hype. Final Fantasy VII that right. name generates its own hype. Yes, so but if they earlier, if they do it too early and um they end up the project ends up getting delayed because of unforeseen complications or what have you, then pe- people's opinion might sour on it. I think yeah. they really need exactly. to... They, they need to announce it as, as, as it already has. If you, yeah, if you announce it early, then you're only... Uh, first of all, you're giving people a lot more time to you know have problems with it, <laughs> quite frankly. You're giving yeah. them the opportunity to scrutinize very small things in the long run, you know, a one-minute clip from some random point in the game. Give them a chance just to get angry at you, so it's it's not yeah. you don't need it for the hype, and it only gives you the sort of it only gives naysayers ammunition. I think so. I think that's a really good point, Les. Um, I think they should basically they they should make it as short as possible, just uh, as small a gap as you can possibly imagine between announcement and yeah. release without it getting obviously leaked by stores receiving copies and pre-orders and, and all this sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should rather. show up at E3. Have it playable and say you can buy this game in a month. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I would agree. I guess with with what you guys have said, I think that <clears throat> I think they should remake it. I think that uh, like I think Laz said, I think they want to do it late in the life of a console. Um, <clears throat> you don't want to have Final Fantasy VII be the thing that comes out right after Final Fantasy XV because you still haven't worked out your kinks in dealing with the new hardware. You still haven't. You know, you haven't gotten it down to your sort of maximum efficiency. So I think they'd probably end up wasting more time if they tried to do it early. There obviously have to be some major stylistic um, decisions made. I think going into it, Square Enix needs to say, hey, look, uh, we're going to remain faithful in spirit, but we're going to tinker a bit. It's a great point. It ties into what you were saying about the technology as well, I think. Um, If they can... And it also ties into what they've said about uh, producing a, a better game first, to put it in simple terms. If they can 
produce a, a well-received game with a nice video engine, a nice game engine, a, a nice mechanic to it, and then sort of retrofit FF7 and say, look, we'll make it the core of FF7 and we'll work in some stuff that, you know, that fits from our newer things and makes it a bit more palatable, a bit less, you know, yeah. a bit less obviously old school. I think they could well be onto a winner with that. Yeah, because I think what, when you make a remake, people don't want a remake for playing the exact same thing. Otherwise, they would just go back and insert their old PlayStation 1 disc. You know? <laughs> At the end of the day, you've got to appeal to existing fans of FF7. It's probably less than half the story. You've got to make this thing yeah. work for people who, uh, who weren't around for that, because we're coming to the point where it's going to be more people who are gaming now that weren't around for FF7 than you know who were. So yeah. if you're going to throw that name out there, you're going to have to make something that, that people should really regard you know, in the same esteem, you know, be able to at least. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I think that actually brings me to my okay. answer, which is I don't really care <laughs> if they remake it. that guy, Josh. Uh, that guy. Well, I mean, if, no, I mean, this I, I think... You're I, well, I think if I had to, if I had to come down on a side, it would probably be no, don't bother. <laughs> uh, partially because of what DP stuff. was just saying, that you know, it's possible to play the original as it was in a few different ways now, even if the PC one isn't quite as good. But you know, you can play it on PSN, and you know that does make it a little hard for me to care. I, I would, I would definitely play it if they did it, and I thought that they did a good job with it based on what I'd seen. Uh, but I'm not going to get too bent out of shape over it. <laughs> and if they do actually execute on that, you know, I, I think I agree that it should happen towards the end of a console generation, but I have to wonder, uh, well, for one, I'm assuming it would probably come out on some sort of Sony hardware, just yeah. given the, you know, the, the history mm. of that era of yeah. Squeenix. Uh, I feel like Sony would push pretty hard to have that as an exclusive or a, a temporary exclusive. And I also think that Sony, if they had enough say in it, would also ask Square Enix to try to develop it for the very beginning of a console generation as a unit seller. Yeah, that would be a. I'm not. I'm not saying that's yeah. the the way that would make the best game. Yeah. But I could totally see. I that. think there's too no, much money and too much reach involved for them to stay exclusive to Sony. I would assume it would be a. Uh, I, well, I would assume they would try to get it on as many platforms as possible, but it would depend on the scope of the game. And 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 the I, condition yeah. and what all of the consoles at the time are capable of. I I could see you know Sony asking for a timed exclusive on it just for you yeah. know, kind of nostalgia. Well, I mean sake it, they want to do that, but they couldn't they couldn't get anything like that for Lightning Returns or for FF15. But they're doing it for thi- yeah. they're they're able to get those deals for things like DLC. Yeah, uh, they're doing the... so that that's more like oh god, if, is there going to be DLC in the game? <laughs> Yes, you'd be able to resurrect Eris. Uh, Spoilers! Uh, uh, it depends. I think it depends the saddest part the... is I probably would buy a weapon pack or something. <clears throat> I think it depends how the balance I... of power is going to go down in the console generation because, I mean, um, historically they could be Sony exclusive and you know make the money out of that when Microsoft weren't really anywhere and then they kind of had to change tack with 13 and put it on 360 just because 360 was doing so much better in that gen, but, you know, if the PS4 turns out to be, well, if it had turned out to be as dominant as it looked like it might be early on, when Microsoft just couldn't get anything (laughs) right, then I think you might have seen more stuff just turning back to being exclusive, because, you know, if 
if you're looking at you know people don't make stuff for the Wii U because what's the point in making it for the Wii U? Nobody has one. Nobody's going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. If the balance of power I, shifted we... that badly again, then you know I wouldn't be surprised if it did come out as an exclusive. We we talked about this um, a couple episodes ago. Had to be a couple episodes ago about how the increased budget of making a game like that makes it almost a necessity to make it you know for multiple platforms, even if it's not all the console platforms. Yeah. And I think you know it, again in order to get a Final Fantasy VII remake where people would be reasonably happy with it on balance, I think you would have to pour the amount of money in it that would probably necessitate a uh, multi-platform release. Whether they want to or not, yeah. or whether Sony wants them to or not, it probably wouldn't make a difference. Why the balance is at the minute, I, I think that's true. I, I guess, you know, we'll be the last to know if there's ever a Final Fantasy remake. And then we'll also be the last people to actually cover it on a website. <laughs> oh... You shouldn't laugh at that. Jimmy. I can't help it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll probably delete I, it maybe, once maybe or that's twice why word gets up though. Maybe that's why I'm not completely sold on the idea of them actually doing a remake because I know if they actually did one, I'd have a bunch of code to write and yeah. delete. And oh. I don't want to do that. Oh, we'd have and to update the coverage. And you and you love the FF7 section for just being good enough that you don't have to do anything more with it. Yeah, the FF section is FF section. No, it, it is no, it is good. But you're like, oh, I just don't want. I don't want to change any of that. It's done. It's in. It's in the. It's in the, the outbox. T- Tittles can vouch for the fact that changing the scope of Final Fantasy VII to cover a second release would be a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, I don't. I think it would be not as bad as some of them actually. I mean, at least we well, didn't have I'm, the stuff we had the, with FF four with like you've got. Uh, a, 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 the third version item, of Final Fantasy IV defined and a shield all have the same name. Yeah. yeah that, oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think, oh, that that I think about brutal. that, that's that's a pain. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I guess that's our boring con story to wrap it up. So that's uh, not going in <laughs> Thanks as always, guys. Um, we we had a very interesting conversation and then started talking about con. So we lost everybody at the very, very end. Oh, we, which is much better than we, we had a very interesting didn't... conversation and then we started talking about FF7 remakes. Oh, yeah, but nobody knows about that, so I just ended it. Well, we that. definitely uh, lost our ADHD crowd right around the 19-minute mark. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, about four hours ago. The conversation is DLC. <laughs> Please pay five ninety five for the second half of this concast. <laughs> it's episode 16-2. <laughs> then we're going to have 16-3, Neil Returns. <laughs> we know how to sell things square style. <laughs> All right, good work, guys. Thanks a lot, and uh, everybody else, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Well, there. You just listened to us talk for the better part of an hour about a game that probably will never exist. Congratulations. If you want to complain to us about it, you can reach us at all the usual locations cavesofnarsh.com, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, possibly even Twitch sometimes. Probably not. Thanks again for listening. On the way out today, you are listening to Yuffie's theme from Final Fantasy VII, of course.